This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And today we shall look back on last night's defeat away to Chelsea and look forward then to Saturday evening's game uh, against Burnley. Uh, today, joined by Chris and Collie and Richie is feeling a little bit under the weather, so uh, Dean already has stepped in from afternoon, lads. Yeah. Joe, how are you? How's things? How's it going? All good, all good. Now, uh, we've got into the Chelsea match. I think we said the other day, Collie, that uh, this would be a good test to see uh, where we are as far as progress and where we need to be. And I, I think it proved the point that we're just a little step above us at the moment. Yeah, we are, Joe. And, and you know, um, you, you could possibly say Chelsea have the second best squad in the Premier League and maybe if Tunchell had been in that from the very start and the way they're playing at the moment, them and City could be pushing uh, each other for the title. But Chelsea are a, a quality, quality side, Joe. And sometimes you just have to take a defeat when you when you're beaten by the better side. And we were beaten by the better side last night, you know. Having said that, though, it was a scabby on goal and uh, rushed ahead by Pickford. It was apart from that was amazing. I thought last mm. night, but like we had our chances as well, Joe. Uh, you know, that chance that fell to Charlton. Maybe if he stuck that away, who knows? But he went out with a definite uh, game plan. Um, he could see that was something similar to what he was doing against Liverpool. And look, it didn't work for us last night. But as I say, Chelsea are quality, quality side, Joe. And, and you rightly said, I think they're possibly two or three steps above us just at the moment. Um, mm. But hopefully now, over the next couple of transfer windows, we can try and close that gap, let's say. Yeah. I don't think we're totally outclassed, Chris, to be honest. Like Collie said, like, the, like we get into the goals now, the cup sec, but like a penalty and an OG. And with like with a couple of chances, Richard and having Bernard had a late chance, but you weren't outclassed. Ah, look, like any game, Joe disappointed, still feeling that sick feeling in the stomach this morning, mm. despite being looking at it realistically as well. That emotional side is always there, you know, you hate lose regardless, but I felt we started the game relatively well. Look, we didn't offer a whole lot going forward, but our shape was good and we limited them and we looked fairly well organised and comfortable up until, you know, we switched off for the goal. And then, you know, recently we found ourselves in a situation where we've got the first goal and we've been comfortable in that aspect, kind of holding our shape and playing on the break. So it didn't suit us to chase the game. I think you've seen in the second half when, we pushed a lot higher up. We started pressing and the defensive line pushed up about 10 yards and it, it just, we were far too open then. Mm. You know, people want, people want to go toe-to-toe at Chelsea, but we just don't have the players. Like Pickford, the amount of saves Pickford made, I mean, that could have been four or five realistically, but mm. that's a, as a result of us opening up and chasing the game. If we, we had have played the second half the way we played the first half an hour, they wouldn't have got half them chances. But it's that balance. We just can't, you know, in between. That's why the manager is defence first. And then he's expecting the likes of Richie when he gets his chance or Gomez on the edge of the box before half time to put our chances away. You know, we've created the 18 most chances. Only Burnley and I think West Brom or Sheffield United have created more chances than us all season. So we don't create chances 
But in mm. terms of our conversion rate, we're first in the league for being clinical. Mm. So, you know, you can see it. But what we said last week, our deficiencies in the, in the squad, I mean, the right side, for example, like Colgate, Iwobi, kind of Gomez in the middle, and then these get exposed against the better sides like Chelsea. You know, yeah. we're not, we know we're not there yet with the squad. We can get away with maybe against Southampton's or West Brom's not having a right side because we don't. Everything's going down Lucas Dean's side. We're very fluid down that side. So I think we need a bit more down the right-hand side, obviously, as we've said before. If you can have a Lucas Dean kind of on the right-hand side that has that delivery, that quality mm. of final ball, or you have a winger that can beat a man, or, you know, Chelsea targeted down that left-hand side because... They knew we weren't give, given a whole lot going the other way and they got in around that side. And if you have somebody that can stretch the play and hug the touch, like they done it excellently with uh, their Reese James and Alonso. They were hugging the touchline, their wing backs. Mm. And that kind of opens up space in the midfield. They had the runners dropping off and Havertz. And, you know, there's a golf there, but it's not games like Chelsea that we need to be... I mean, the bottom 10, there's 60 points you can get from beating the bottom 10 sides. It's the teams below us that mm. we have to be beating. The teams in the next three games is where you have to make up your points. Like West Ham are doing. They haven't done a whole lot against the top sides, but they're beating the teams they should be beating. And we can easily get enough points in general to qualify for Europe without beating the top five or six every season. We've competed yeah. with them well, but there's no coincidence that, you know, that, I think United, City, Chelsea probably be the top three. The teams with the top three biggest squads are probably going to finish top three in the league. So we're struggling in that respect. We need our full 11 out, I think, to compete with the likes of Chelsea's and United's on our day. Yeah. And players like Iwobi coming in and Bernard and, you know, Davis isn't going to change a game from an attacking perspective coming off the bench. That's where we're, we're kind of struggling and I think the lads are probably mentally and physically fatigued as well at this stage. So it is what it is. Look, we were we were comfortably beaten and you'd like to see a bit more on the ball, but look, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think I think that's a good point as well, Dana. If we have our first eleven on the pitch, like we can match the likes of Chelsea, maybe not City, maybe they're just a, a step above everybody. But like we match the likes of Chelsea, Leicester. Liverpool, which which we showed this season, but I think it's just when when they go outside the, the first 11, 12, 13, that's that's where we now have the quality. Yeah, I completely agree. Like you can, it's grand picking, however, like whatever eleven that you want to have out in the field at one time starting, but the difference between us and them was last night when when Chelsea were like making substitutions. And they brought on the likes of Kante and um, who else they bring on? Mount. Mount. Yeah, I was, I was just kind of like, well, these are players that could that could hurt us, you know. Um, they just have a lot more depth, and that's what you need to uh, to maybe qualify for for a Champions League spot in the end. And I just think that's we need to look at this game. Maybe if we don't get the top four, I know it's kind of looking a little bit more unlikely now, but if we don't get the top four, hopefully we can look back on this game as maybe not in a disappointing way where, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that, but maybe in a way that, okay, 
here's where we are and this is the level that we need to be use it as like a learning experience and kind of bring forth hopefully you can bring forward ideas and what we can do to maybe get up to up to their level level up to the up to the top four teams but going back to the original point the the 11 i mean you've got to have have squad depth i think to uh to have a chance of getting up there I don't, I don't, I don't think personally we're there. Maybe another couple of windows, um, maybe boy. But January, I don't count January window. I know you love all that, but January, nothing seems to happen in January anyway. So maybe this summer and next summer, I think Collie will, will, uh, will be a little bit closer to the likes of Chelsea United. Again, I, I, I kind of discount City because they're just, they're just a different stratosphere. They, they just attract the top, top, top players. Yeah, look, City financially can go out and, you know, buy any player really they want, Joe. Let's let's call a spade a spade, you know. And there's talk of Messi possibly coming in the summer. You know, he's a free agent in Barcelona. You know, obviously, he won't be a free agent from a, a wages point of view, but City can sustain his wages, you know. Um, but look, they're, they're on another they're on another stratosphere, as you said yourself, Joe. But all we all we can do is concentrate on ourselves and like it doesn't help, Joe. That obviously, Takori uh, was out last yeah, night, and I, I think you ah oh, massive, massive loss, Joe. And, and uh, still today, what Tuesday, we still have no definitive, definitive um, amount of time that he'd be missing for us, you know. And so Carlo mentioned last night that we've players that can replace him. I just don't see who Joe. To be honest with you, uh, it's it's the energy that he brings. That's that's you know that's you know if if. My own idea would be play a diamond and put Davis as the six and Alan as the eight because Alan has done that in Napoli. But um, I thought Alan actually done quite well last night. But um, yeah, it's look, you know, we have to just see it for what it was last night, Joe. And that's what Chelsea are a better team, a better team last night, and they deserve to win. And 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 he kind of he just had sometimes you just have to accept defeat. Well, I don't like losing. Any more well, than what Chris has said, absolutely not. But there are sometimes you just kind of have to put up your hands and say, Look, we are beaten by the better side, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, there's positives that came from last night. I know, I know, um, we've seen it all over obviously Twitterland and our own Irish Toffees WhatsApp, and you know, the Wobby was getting a bit of criticism and he didn't have it on his best game by any stretch. Um, I actually feel sorry for him, Joe, in some respects. I, I think he's not a winger and he's certainly not. Uh, I know he's played there before and he, he was a right um, wing back as such. You know, I don't think it suits him, Joe. And he had a couple of games there only two or three months ago where he was doing really well and th- then got injured. And he just seems to have a spate where he, he possibly goes through four or five games of really playing well and then mm. picks up a little niggly injury and it sets him back and you know, I just I do feel sorry for him. He he wasn't on his game, Joe. And, and look, I've tried to defend him. Um, you know, I, I I do think there's a player in there, but I prefer to see him as a ten rather than out in the wing. But that's just a personal thing. Now, I thought Josh King done really well when he came on. I thought yeah. he he looked lean. He looked up for it. So wouldn't mind seeing him possibly starting on Saturday against Burnley. Um, the one thing though is concerning me, Joe. I, I put it out to you lads. I don't think Dominic can play in the two up front. I actually think he prefers a three. 
which kind of goes against then Richie. Richie, I think, prefers playing in the two. Maybe it's just me looking into things too much, but love to get your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, I definitely don't think, well, he's definitely not a lone striker. We've, we've seen that like numerous times. When he's up down his own, he just, he's lost. Kill Dominic or? Yeah, or, Dominic. Dominic all right. Yeah. Because when he's up there on his own, like the, the opposing team just have to have two centre halves back and two of them or one of them just pick him up. So, we, but last night it actually worked well, Chris, because the, the three lads, uh, Sigurdsson up there with him, but they walked the back four or back three, whatever you want. Chelsea was flipping systems all over the place, but like they, they hassled them and getting back to Wobby actually, uh, colleague. Uh, like he did a good job because it was like Dean said earlier, it was similar to uh, the tactics in the derby where Hogate had a man and Awobi had a man. And when the derby it was Seamus, he had Robertson and Hogate had Mane. And it just went everywhere he went, he went with him. But last night, Awobi had Alonso, Hogate had Mane, or had, sorry, had um, Hudson the Doy. Hogate came out to go and get Hudson the Doy. Where a while we just for that just a split seconds switched off and Alonso was in, gone, bang, gold in, one nothing down. So it's it's just I know we're going all over the place here, but just just to finish on on the Awobi point, Chris, I, I just every time you see the chap start again, I, I just don't want to keep throwing this podcast into it. Let's hammer Alex Awobi, but he's just not a starter for me. He's just not because like Kali said he. I don't think he knows where he wants to play or where his best position is. He's just, it's hard to say, but I just think we're a man down when he starts. I don't think he helped Holgate and I don't think Holgate helped him mm. in a way, you know. Um, look, you get the argument he's not a he's not a winger, but he's been playing there all season. Even when he performed relatively well, he, he's been, he they came off the right side as well and He's not going to get the 10 role when you have Hannes and Sigurdsson playing that role between them. You know, it might have helped him if he had an overlapping right back, you know, because he kind of, once he picked up the ball, he two men around him really every time and he had to come inside and maybe play it across the other side. So, he just, he just doesn't feel like an Everton player. There's just yeah. something about him. He just, I don't know like what it is about him. He just he runs like he has a parachute on him. <laughs> just, I don't know what it is about him, but like we just need someone more direct on that right wing. Fair enough, he's not a natural natural winger, but we we need somebody that is going to get down the line and produce the quality we get in from the left side. And look, his final ball is it's dreadful, it really is, you know and. He doesn't produce enough in terms of goals and assists. And look, he can point that finger at Gomez as well. He doesn't contribute a whole lot in that respect. So, as we said last week, there's just gaps, there's holes in the team. We're not there yet. Like last night, I mean, nine of that 11 was the team that finished 12th last year. Yeah, yeah. To, to be where we are, like it's still, it's incredible what he's doing with the squad. Of course, there's been blips. You know, Fulham's Newcastle's, there's probably going to be another disappointing result or two in the last 10 or 11 games. But look, you just have to apply perspective. Um, like, Carlo's not a fool. 
He's he, no, we just call him what we see on 90 minutes, but he kind of knows the way he wants to play next season, and that's why he's so calm because he sees the bigger picture. I think we're ahead of where we anticipated we would be this season, and it's frustrating, yeah, but it's frustrating because there is a big opportunity there when you say it might not be as open next year when fans are back in the stadiums and you know, Arsenal might be as bad or the opportunity might be there to kick on, but it's. They've so many steps to get to where they want to be. The squad, they're not stupid, you know. He knows a will be isn't good enough, or Gomez isn't good enough, or you know, gradually we're going to get to where we want to be. It's just mm. getting Europe this year is going to be we, it, it, it's a needs must to be honest with you. Yeah, the worry is there that we we kind of Just don't want to let it fizzle out now with a couple of games because that would be a bit of a. We need to really uh, get the points on the board against Burnley, and we've earned Burnley's our last league game for three weeks then with the international break. So hopefully we can uh, we can get a few lads back and, and kick on, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just on Carly's point there, being about Dom, uh, it's just my opinion. He's definitely not a, a lone striker. You see, because he struggles and. Even his goals, right? They, they put up a like a not a heat map, but where his goals come from. I don't think he scored a goal outside the box at all this season. Maybe not outside the eight yards, eight yards. But um, yeah, I think possibly a two, him and Richardson. Yeah, it was actually a good point uh, by colleague, and I, I want to talk about it more. So you have DCL on one hand, where I think he's obviously more suited to that. That three, you know, the two wingers feed them in balls so we can just tap tap them in, work for us at the start of the season. Um, and now what we're trying to do is obviously have those two. We played it against Chelsea last night and then we played against Southampton. Um, it worked for the goal against Southampton, um, where it's just pumped a long ball up and then DCL won the header, puts it down to, to Richardson, he scores. Uh, we tried to do that against Chelsea. We tried to replicate that same chance. Um, didn't work. But uh, that I think those two strikers up top suit Richarlison more uh, from what we've seen. Um, going to the, the two wingers and the DCL up top from Richarlison's point of view, I don't think necessarily he plays worse because we've seen him like we've talked about it before like he's he did like a lot of work he even getting back and making tackles and we really praise him for that but Richardson is happiest when he's scoring goals and we've seen that you know so I think the two up top is going to suit him more not because he plays better but because it's just a personal preference thing and maybe we could we could get more out of him that way but you know, Dom's our, our top goal scorer. So I think as a whole, I'd say the the two wingers and the and the striker is what we need to go back to. Yeah, I think the three colleague that you mentioned, mate, it's supposed to be want to do that. It might take away from the midfield because we get swamped a little bit in there. If especially you could see last night a couple of times Chelsea got in, got in around and past them. And when you get past like three lads and you're running at the likes of Gomez, Awobi and that time Davis he's been playing well, but we we just miss that extra body if we play three up top. Yeah, and obviously the fact that the core is out, you're taking away 
other another bit of energy in there anyway, Joe. You know, mm. so you, you may have a point, but like Dana's spot on there and what you said. I think <laughs> Carlo, in some respects, may be caught in the catch twenty two situation. That I think just uh, one more point, read Dom. I don't think he scores it as a two up front. I think he scores as a three, and then Richardson doesn't get as many as a three than he does does as a two, but. Look, we can we can suppose we can monitor that, that monitor that situation over the next dozen games or whatever is left in the league. But yeah, I agree with you about midfield. Um, it's just it really is a, a cause for concern from going forward, Joe. Um, I think I said in one of the earlier pods when, when we brought in the Corey that he was the one I was most excited about when he did come in because of the energy that he gave Wofford, you know, and, and like he is a chap that doesn't generally get injured. So again, our typical air looked at. Possibly a season end and an injury, but again, that hasn't been confirmed yet, you know. Mm. But um look, we have the right manager in place to, to assess the current squad and what's available to him and, and come up with a system that that will uh he he feels will get as a result in the game. Um I have a feeling again, so now we'll go on and talk about the the, the game, Burnley game on Saturday, but I have a feeling we'll go back to it a four three three on, on Saturday, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, midfield and, and the right hand side, Joe, um, is a, is a cause for concern. I think everyone and their sister can see that we need a right full and a right side of midfield that would be priority. Right full is priority for me. Um, Mason Holgate doesn't generally venture past the midfield. Um, where he fits in the team next season, I actually can't, can't tell you. Um, Max Arons has been mentioned, I know, and he would be similar on the right-hand side to what we have with, with Dino on the left, you know, but he's one of many names that will, will pop up. But, and I, I obviously gladly keep Seamus as, as a, a squad player in there, Joe, and I, I really hope Seamus is back for, for Saturday um, because I think we may need that attacking, the wit anyway that Seamus and both Dino give us from the attacking full-back point of view. Um, so, yeah, do you go with... Three, just three in, in the midfield or do you go with a diamond it's hard to know Joe it's just it's the gas thing is that Chris like, we, we can talk about what we think what we think but like, the injuries there's no injury news to literally the day before the match so I don't know I don't know what the, the story on uh, Hammers or Seamus is but um we just have to wait and see because, like I said, Carlo just keeps everything close to his chest, which I think is a good thing as well. No one managers coming out every day and saying updates, talking nonsense when nothing really going on. So just come out and tell us when it's actually happened. But getting back to last night, Chris, um, one of the actually, and you mentioned it earlier, uh, Pickford, you know, penalty, penalty apart. I know he, he had a rush, but I think he had to come out for that ball. But I think he was class again. Some of the saves he put it off. Yeah, look, if it wasn't for him, it could have been a repeat of last season. I think they would have put, oh. a, put a number on us. But as you said earlier, that's as a result of us opening up and going toe-to-toe with them. Although we didn't create a whole lot in the second half, we were we were a bit more attack-minded and we were we were pushing up. And that just left so many gaps for them to expose us, really. So that's where we're, we're vulnerable. We just haven't got the balance right yet in the squad. So... But uh, yeah, look, the penalty, I don't, he shouldn't have come out really. I think uh, he was, it wasn't going to score first time from there. And I think Godfrey had the recovery pace to kind of 
get back and maybe close off the angle and you know it was unnecessarily but well, it is what it is I suppose to be honest it just we could have been there another 90 minutes and I don't think we were going to score yeah you know, we're having a couple of sniffs but they were just kind of for a chance they weren't apart from like like you said the, the Richarlison one and the Bernard Light chance there wasn't really much in it was there no not really but no look Pickford he's he's had a pull off some great saves in fairness to him you know it was a rush of blood which we're prone to expect from him doesn't mean it's okay or it's acceptable but I mean I think over the last couple of weeks he's won us more points than he's lost us you know yeah, definitely so, yeah I wouldn't uh, go too hard on him, to, to be fair. Um, he's he's going to be number one for the rest of the season, in fairness. I think he's he's won that, that number one short back. Also, had a couple of decent enough games at times, but we'll stick with Pickford more often than not. He's an instinctive keeper. You know, he made a lot of great instinct saves there, but it's those moments where he just makes the wrong decision and he fully commits to it. That kind of passes, but look, he only turned 27. He's still relatively young. So if he can improve on these moments and just cut out these lapses in concentration, well, as I said, I think he's done enough over the last couple of weeks to not go for it, go for his throats, you know. There's a, mentioned a couple of times actually that like he's he's getting that concentration level back, like where he used to wander a lot during games. But he seems to be back on it now. See, go back up the pitch, even for the for it to get to that situation. Like we give the ball away, one pass cuts through us. Like it, it could have been avoided the situation in general, you know. So it's the whole team kind of make too many individual mistakes on the ball. We're kind of part of our own downfall at times as well. So look, we know where we have to improve. Really, look, we could talk about all day, but again, we were. We were just well beaten in general by a better side, but it's nothing to throw the toys out with a pram about. You just it's a bit of perspective, and you yeah. know, I think we've bounced back relatively well from setbacks more often than not in the season. So let's hope it's a case again where we just keep cool heads and we we re, you know we recover well and we can go and we can bounce back against Burnley because it's still all to play for, you know. Yeah, like you said earlier, Dean, and last week as well, these next. 11, 12, whatever games is left. They're all cup finals now. They are. They're just... Every match is a huge match if we want to get into this. I, I just I just think that top four is a little bit above us. I just think it's a, it's a bit of a stretch. Um, and then, as someone said there last night, even if we did snake into top four, would, would we even do ourselves justice with this kind of squad? So I don't know. But I think... We have to remain upbeat now for the rest of the season if we're going to get top six. Top six or top four? Six. Six? Yeah, I, I just don't think we get four. As much as I'd love it and it's yeah. a dream. Yeah. It's, I think Carlo said in his press conference like, after, it's a dream to get top four, but I just I just don't think we have the squad depth to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's the last 10 games. You know, it's, it's, it's the business end of the season and... You know, as I always say, kind of, you know, every game is worth three points. You know, the games at the end of the season aren't worth more points than the last. But uh, unfortunately, the last 10 games are probably what we're going to be 
looking at now and when the season ends, whatever result we get, we'll probably look back on those last 10 games. Um, probably even more so than we have the other games that we've um, threw away points for. But um, the thing about getting top four is what, what I was kind of looking at it was, it's not potentially how well we do in those in the Champions League or European competition. It's more about almost getting the pull of certain players in the transfer market. That's for me what mm. I think would be more important for building the squad. Um, if we get Europa League, you know, it's it's European competition. Um, probably would have taken it. Uh, but again, it's the Champions League is the big pull for for getting players. Um, what well, I said the the last ten games, you know, uh, I think I you know Spurs are are starting to do well now. Uh, Gareth Bale's coming to into a bit of form, which is going to help them. Um, as much as I, I thought West Ham were might slip up a little bit, I don't think you know. I think they might uh, ride out to the end of the season and get a, a European spot themselves. Um, obviously, fair play to to David Moyes. We all, <laughs> you know, we don't need to sit here and talk about how good a manager he, he is. We we already know, but um. Yeah, I think top six is what our main focus is. I think I think top four is just just a little bit too far a reach. Yeah, I think I think European, as Chris said earlier, Collie, European football, uh, as good as this season has been, if we if we don't get European football, it'll be seen as a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I think the the benchmark from the start of the season has always been European qualification be it Europa or, or, or Champions League I agree with Dean I think for me Spurs will probably get the, the other top four spot I think Leicester would be the one to drop out there I think Spurs are starting to create a run there um, Bale is on for uh, Marino spoke about his fitness and how greatly it's improved and obviously that's coming to the fore but this is everything we're talking about. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, West Ham have some hard games coming up. Um, Chris rightly said earlier on that they, they beat the teams they should be beating, but having a great record against, say, the, the so-called Sky Six or whatever the case may be. Uh, so they may slip up a little bit. Um, and then, from an Everton point of view, Joe, there's little gaps starting to appear in the league. I know, obviously, we were beating against Chelsea during the night, but... Even you know, I think we're still sixth in the league, possibly with good good lot of points over Arsenal and and them across the park from us as well, Joe. So, um, it's not all doom and gloom, and, and certainly as Chris rightly said, um, certainly nothing to throw our toys out out of the basket for. Um, if we can go on Saturday and beat Burnley, well then yes, he, last night's defeat was almost like a, a free hit for us, Joe. But uh, you rightly said the next. Many games are left are, are cup finals for us, and we need to be focused and, and, and to do our best to try and get wins and all of them, Joe. You know, I, just a funny thing I don't know whether any of you guys watched the game on BT last night, but no. Havertz, Havertz, uh, goal that was disallowed by, by handball. That's like have, a Harlem Globe shot, I mean, yeah, well, they got, Peter shot, Walton on, Joe. <laughs> they got Peter Walton on. This is the referee. Kind of oh, spokesperson, an analyst, well, yeah, 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 and he was adamant that should have, the goal should have been uh, uh, kept, uh, should have been allowed. 
he didn't see as a, an intentional handball. I actually thought he switched over and was watching basketball at one stage, Joe. You know the kind of way. It was like Thierry Henry's. I you know, was, no. yeah, yeah. But uh, how how he came up with that? But anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, look, um, last night's results. I think we we've gone over now, Joe. It's it is what it is, and but we're certainly we're a much better side than we were last year, Joe. And oh, we're still on course to finish. Imagine if we did Joe finish in the top six compared to last year. I know mm. maybe Guardiola would get manager year or whatever if they go on and win the league. But God, Carlo, Carlo's done some job. Go from twelfth and and a squad to to possibly European qualification within twelve months. That's some achievement. Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, Chris, I think it'd be disappointing if we don't get Europe. Um, like. Especially after after the start we had, I mean, oh God, we were all in dreamland after the first four or five games. But uh, I, th- I think if we don't get European, now again the cup is still an avenue where we can go down. But I think again, City can just put out any team to beat anybody any day. Even their tour team is good enough to beat some teams. But uh, yeah, the other and Carlo said it as well. The European competition, it's just to to add to. The progress and the growth, we just need it. We just need sixth. Or set. Again, I don't know what started this new European conference thing is. I haven't a clue about it. What it entails, how we get it, who you play. But if we could just get top six. Yeah, Joe, as far as I know, seventh would be that Europa Conference League. It's the first year of the competition now. I think it goes to the League Cup winner, which will probably be City, so which will send it down to the league place and as they'll already be in the Champions League. So that'll probably be down to seventh place. So you kind of want to avoid that. It's, I think it's another kind of intertoto, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be less kind of games in the Europa League and Champions League. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot of money in it. So I think we need to be getting Europa League realistically. As Look, we've covered it time and time again I don't think we have the the strength and depth to, to really get in the top four yet. that's just you know it's all opinions but I just think we were we're too liable to slip up in these home games against lesser sides and we just don't have the the squad depth in yes to compete with the top you know four four five teams but look hope I'm wrong but look it's all opinions other people think differently but we need Europe as the next step in our sort of if keep using the word project but like European football you've seen the players that Carlo has attracted without European football after finishing 12th so we'll be a much more attractive proposition to, if we have European football to offer uh, players going into next season it shows we're progressing as a club on and off the pitch um, and also it opens up the extra revenue streams for us getting yeah. if you can get to the latter rounds of the Europa League um. You know, you have extra millions coming into the club as well, which in turn will balance off the financial fair play, allow us to spend that extra bit of money. It's, it, it is it's just the next part in our development, really. And, you know, we're going to have more games, but without Europe, we don't have that those extra revenue streams and TV money and sponsorship money. And it'll just slow our development, possibly, you know, as a, as a squad. So... I wouldn't be worried about the amount of games and stuff. I think, look, Carlo's seen it all before. I think we have a Champions League level manager 
you know, so he'll be well equipped to deal with the competition, Europa League or whatever it may be as a manager. And I think we'd actually do quite well because when we've been in Europe recently, the likes of Koeman and these aren't really managers with European experience. I just mm. think Carlo's flexibility and tactics and know-how, I think we'd, we'd, uh, we'd manoeuvre our way through games a lot easier than maybe we would have in previous regimes. And But as, yeah, look, just going back to your point, it is really important. We've been there or thereabouts for the duration of the season. So if we were to fizzle out now and, you know, the likes of West Ham were digging in ahead of us, it'd be a bit of an anti-climax, really, you know. He said it himself, our target's European qualifications. So, look, hopefully we can we can uh, get in the Europa League. If we end up in this conference league, well, we'd be one of the favourites to win it, funny enough. So, you'd probably you'd probably get to the latter rounds of it without having to put out a full, full team, to be honest with you. But, look, it is what it is. We'll see, we'll see how we, we fare. But, as again... Beating Burnley is our next objective, you know, to keep us on yeah. track. We're well on track, so. I think that's the key point now as well. Like I said, uh, we need to deal with West Ham now, Dean, uh, for the last few games. Beat beat the teams we should be beating, especially at home. I mean, a home form, <coughs> excuse me, home form is just it's terrible. So we need to start winning the home games. Yeah, I think the, the next few games that we have... Um, we need to really be looking at, at win those, getting three points from them. Uh, as I said, the, the home form is something that really needs to needs to step up. I think it couldn't be just you know an outlier but this season, um, with with the fans not being there. I mean, mm. funny enough, the, the time we had fans in there was was against Chelsea, and uh, we did really well then. So, um, but look, there's probably not going to be fans there for the rest of the season. Um, although I've seen some speculation that there might be, but we'll just have to take it as as it comes, really. Um, and our home form is definitely something that needs to be needs to be improved upon um, if we want to if we want to really push on and and get six and secure that and get those uh, into European competition next season. Yeah, great to the Bournemouth game, Colly. I think again, I, ho- I just hope the Seamus is back because um, with the Corey out, we, we just need legs. We just need legs somewhere in the midfield. And I'd actually push Seamus in front of Hogue because he has legs. He can't get up and down pitch. Like we know that he hasn't he hasn't got the legs to do that. But I think he can do his job similar to the Derby. He can get up and down the wing from from the halfway line. Yeah, uh, something I was thinking about the possible team selection earlier on, Joe, and that's actually something I didn't think about putting Shane was right side of the midfield. It was kind of going in the line of possibly pushing Holgate up into the midfield um, as the six. Hmm. Um, that could also work, uh, I suppose, um, and have Shane as right full and, and do a narrow then um, 4 3 3. But, um, Burnley's going to be a really, really tough game, Joe. I yeah. think they drew with Arsenal the last game. They're a well-organised outfit. You know, For whether you like Sean Deutsch or not, he's done a fantastic job at Burnley, you know, and they play a very, a very, say, rigid formation as such. So he'll, he'll have them well well trained and, and, and 
So it's going to be a really tough game for us, Joe. And it's one that I'm, I'm actually not looking forward to. And I think that's just down to nerves as well. Because now, as you said yourself, every game is a cup final. And, and we have to take one game at a time. So, like, Burnley, to me, Burnley is a cup final for us now on Saturday. Um, just, I, 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 do, I, I, have, I do worry about it, Joe. Um, we, can't, we can't slip up against these teams. That's no disrespect to Burnley. But on paper, we should be better than Burnley. Um, but you know they'll come and they'll defend and have we got the players to, to get in behind them you know will Hamez be there you know if not does Sigerson come in there's so many questions that need to be answered but um, yeah I'm not looking forward to the game on Saturday Joe but I do really hope that Seamus is back um, as Roy fold up on Saturday I really yeah, do I think this game is going to be similar to the, uh, the Southampton and West Brom Chris Absolutely stinking, horrible game, and we just need to get over it with a win of some description. Thinking just that it's going to be horrible, Joe. I mean, you know what you're getting with Burnley, and they play to their strengths and fairness. They're well organised, they're, they're hard in the tackle, they, they're intense, they're physical. You know, they win a lot of second ball, they're direct. Chris Woods, a handful up front. You know what you're getting with Burnley, and it's the type of game we've always struggled with having to break a team down. Um, you know, one of our strengths is set pieces and I think Burnley are well equipped to defend set pieces well and they're also a, a threat in the other other end of the park. Like they've, they've won at the Emirates, they've won at Anfield, so they're well capable of shutting us out and robbing a goal, you know. So it's going to be horrible, yeah. Um, trying to think the best way to set up. I think this tree at the back and the diamonds, I think going forward... It could actually suit the personnel we have because it enables you to have Richie and Dom up front as a two and has, have your hammers, your cigarettes in, in behind, you know, that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Feeding balls through, although being narrow, Luca Dean provides your wit. So that's where we're lacking on the right-hand side. We don't have yeah. the right right wing back who can get up and down the line and give you that wit and that quality to provide the, the crosses in, you know, so... We're lacking there. Uh, Coleman will be back, as far as I'm aware. Watching one of the interviews last night, he said uh, Coleman will be back. I think he said he might have had a baby. Not him, now his missus. <laughs> so he that said congratulations <laughs> to him. Wouldn't surprise me the way this season's going. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Coleman should be back. He said we'll have to check Hamez, so take that as no, he's out, so... Do you give Josh King a run out? You see, you need to get in behind these, you know. You need to be playing treading those balls through and getting in behind mm. because every the day lead up crosses all day if, if that's the way we go. So yeah, look, we win at all costs. We've been saying that you'll take a scruffy one nil all day, but it's as Collie touched on that they haven't been doing too badly, Burnley Spurs gave yeah. them a good pace them, but I think they've only that one defeat in their last seven games. They've drawn mm. with ours, and we got a draw home to Leicester and they're epoxy side to play against, you know, we are getting yeah. with them, but like on paper, we're, you know, we're a lot better than them. So we just have to, uh, we just have to match them physically and intense wise. And they let us have the ball and we know we're really poor in possession. Mm. That's the, the, the issue, you know, we, they let us knock it back and turn around and play backwards and give it back to Pickford and play a long ball and turn the ball over and rinse and repeat. So, Hopefully, Carlo has something else up his sleeve. So, we're just going to have to defend well and be as clinical as as we have been. 
because we do have the quality in and around the box. So look, hopefully we can we can display it, you know. Yeah, I think that's the key. And it's mad that like we know what we're gonna get from Borny every single time we play them, and they always give us a game. I remember there a couple of years ago it was over the beats one nil at uh Goodison, and it was absolutely horrible day, horrible day. But they just give us a game and, and we know what, what way they're gonna play, know what way they're gonna set up. Yeah, we struggle against teams who do that. We just sit in. We we don't have that the guile, especially with Hamez out, we don't have the guile or inventiveness to get in behind teams like that. Yeah, especially the way that we kind of often tend to play in midfield where we might kind of look for avenues by passing around the back and maybe pass it back to Pickford so that he can lump a ball up and uh, do that but I think you know with Burnley being well organised and they're very stubborn side almost to play against mm. um, where I'm sure they'll be happy for uh, for us to just kind of pass around our midfield and take our time with opportunities it'll, it, it'll suit them um, with the way they'll they'll sit back but uh, going back to the to the point made there earlier um, Burnley are, are 15th in the table, um, I think they're they might be coming under a bit of pressure now from the teams below them. I think I look there, Newcastle and Brighton are below them with the game in hand, and with Fulham doing well, kind of recently getting a few results going their way, they'll be under pressure to do well as well and get points. So it's going to be a really tough game, you know. Collie said there, it's he's not looking forward to it, neither am I really. Um, but yeah. They're they're fifteenth. We kind of do have to have to beat them. It just it just comes down to that. Quite yeah, we just have we just have to do similar to West Ham. Then like like Chris said and Carly said, they're beating these teams that they should be beating at home. So we just have to do that from now to the end of the season. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. Really, is just get those get those results, grind them out. They don't have to be, you know, flashy performances like we had against. Was it you know at the start of the season scoring four or five goals in a game? Just I'll take a scruffy one nil one nil win if it if it means that you know we six looks more likely and uh, we don't we don't need those flashy performances. So we need just wins. Yeah, three points, three points out of matters. Um, I think that's it now on the on the board again. So no news as such. Carly apartment, Seamus Colmick. First man in the world to give birth to a baby. <laughs> 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 I don't think there's any what the Dakari news, it's kinda again, it's it's out there, but it's not out there. I think we're all just waiting on confirmation that it's it's a break or a fracture of some description. Uh, it's either six to eight weeks, Joe, or season ended. I think that's mm-hmm. you know, if it's six to eight weeks and six to eight weeks is basically basically a season ender as well, obviously. Well, Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. After today's game, is there an international break? We've City in the cup um, next week, is it? Burn- Burnley's our last league game, and then we were scheduled to play West Brom the following week, but we have City we in the them cup already, now. yeah. Because yeah. yeah, so Burnley's our last league game for three weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so if it was, if it was break, six to eight yeah. weeks for Dakari, it's not too bad, I suppose. But then, obviously, if it's a season-ending injury. Um, you know, but no, apart from that, Joe, I don't think there's any other news. Um, the lads out on loan have been kind of tracking them, they're, they're doing really well. Um, particularly Ellis Sims, they seem to love him down there, I have to say. 
Um, even the manager's coming out and saying what a, <clears throat> what a great player he is. <clears throat> I have slight concerns with um, yeah, Blackburn. I think your man's going to be sacked at Blackburn. So how the new coach, whoever comes in, will, will, will like liken to um, our player. But apart from that, I don't think there's really much news floating around, Joe, you know. Hmm. Um, could be a bit pre transfer stories, but look, we get into that in the summer, you know. The Kunui, yeah, yeah. All right, predictions then for uh, this I call them Halloween match, so just it's a horrible, stinking game. But uh, predictions for Saturday, start with you, Carl. Uh, I'm gonna go <clears throat> not with the hearts this time, unfortunately, Joe, and I'm gonna go for a Burnley 2 0 win. Sorry, you broke up there. No, no, you actually did. I'm not taking it. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Burnley 2 0. Burnley 2 0. Yeah. You always pull me up, Joe, when I'm negative. I get on the call. No, <laughs> it's actually, you're just rubbing off on him, Chris. He used to be positive. Call. Look, they're at the down to the chat now. Where no hair left. No hair left. <laughs> Jesus. He didn't have hair to start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Book us up here, pal. 1-0 for the Blues. Dominic Calvert-Lewin to score. That's it. See, now it's all flipped around. Positive, Chris. I'm Doom probably wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think I hope we're all wrong. It's three or four. Right, Dino. Predictions for Saturday. Yeah, I'll go with Chris. I'll go, uh, I'll go with the 1-0 win. A scruffy 1-0 win at that, but I think we can get it done. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go 2-1. I think we scored first and... I still have to change the habit of a lifetime and actually come out and try and play a bit of football. Uh, I think that we'll go two up and they'll get like a late consolation. So, this could be like looking a bit one? rosy or Joe. Like, Arsenal are playing Tottenham, so hopefully, mm. you know, a draw there, Spurs drop a couple of points if we can get a win. And uh, West Ham are playing Man United, so I mean, we could be back up yeah. in fifth by the end of the weekend, looking, looking rosy, you know, no game for two weeks. so Look, mm. it's as we said, it's it's not the end of the world, but of course we have to we have to do our bit, you know. Yeah, Has the Villa right. game been organised yet? No, I haven't heard that. No, not no. yet. Carl, no. no. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when these chances come out, when results go away, we just need to capitalise on them and and, and bite the bullet and get these wins. That now, in fairness, we have to, as hard as we're, uh, <coughs> excuse me. As horrible as they were, we got them against Southampton and West Brom, but we need to do the same. Saturday's going carbon copy of that. Just a horrible, scabby game. So we just need to come out with three points. All right, boys. Thanks very much for that. Thanks for standing in there, Dino. Cheers, Dino. No worries. Thanks. Cheers, man. All right, so we'll talk to you you next week, lads. Take it easy. See you, boys. Take care. All right, boys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website at www.irish-toffees.com. We'll talk to you next time. Up the toffees.